Hello and welcome, ladies, gents, boys, girls, dogs, women, frogs, anything, to the second series of the Taskmaster podcast with myself, Simon Jacobs, and my wonderful brother, Nathan Jacobs. Hello, everybody. I think you're too far away. No. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. You can get everything clean and clear and ready to go on our brand new microphone. Yes. Well said, Nathan. We have, or I have, invested in a proper microphone. And we've even hooked it up so we've got a splitter. We can both hear it. It's like being on a radio show. It's legit. So hopefully it sounds decent because this is actually our second time round recording it. And why is that, Simon? Why? why because I'm a buffoon. And I actually, I, th- I think it was something to do with the input. I'd, I'd put the mic on too loud, so it crackled the first time around, so we spent half an hour recording a podcast that you basically couldn't hear. So hopefully this time around, it goes better. It was gut-wrenching, guys. Yeah, it was It was sad. Um, so, I, I can't remember what we did in the first, the first take, so we'll just do it as if we haven't done it, I suppose. Okay. Unless we remember specific things that we want to go through. Yeah. Um, for those of you who listened to the last series, thank you very much. Hopefully it means, you know, hopefully you're listening to this because you enjoyed the last series. If somehow you've managed to start listening to this before the first series, what you're doing, and the first task that we're going to set you is to listen to the first series. So, pause and go back. And... Other than that, um, quick thank yous to people who who have already listened and given us feedback. So for me, Simon Rabinowitz, big shout out to you. Thank you for listening to it and giving you feedback. We're going to take those things in mind that you suggested. And other than that, Nathan, do you have any people you want to give a shout out to? Uh, let's go with no. Yeah. And then when we post this out, we'll see how many angry responses I get from friends yes. who did listen to the first series and like, where was my shout out? Yes. And uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Well... I mean, we have been inundated with review, <laughs> so uh, so that's good. So bring in some more, bring in one more review, and we can have some reviews. Wow, which would be which would be huge. Um, so for anyone, for whatever reason, you've managed to listen to, I don't know, seventy-seven seconds of this, and don't know what you're actually listening to. This is a podcast um, where we talk about the fabulous TV show Taskmaster, um, the UK version. There are some international versions, which I will come on to later. Um, the structure, the format is that we talk about our favourite moments of the show. We talk about things that we would, our, our favourite tasks, um, both to watch and to do. And then we have like other business we talk about, so other facts, uh, tidbits, etc. And there's some uh, brotherly banter along the way as well. Um, so, without further ado shall we crack on let's do it so would you like to introduce the episode shall i introduce the episode no maybe you um you take us through the characters mm-hmm. the contestants. contestants the five new series challenges and after then i will go through each of the tasks that were set out in this first episode and then we'll get stuck into those questions that we've got about the episode great okay so the contestants of this series, series two of Taskmaster are, and I'm going to add a little tidbit before I start. If you watch the show, you'll notice, after having been told, that the contestants sit in alphabetical order according to their first name, so from left to right. 
So it is um, Doc Brown, the comedian slash rapper. It is Joe Wilkinson, the comedian who is now, um, well, was already quite famous um, from like Castle's Countdown and various other things he's been in. Um, but more recently, he's been in the Ricky Gervais show, Afterlife. Um, then there is John Richardson, who is a comedian, another Channel 4 favourite, someone that we all know. And then there is Catherine Ryan, another Channel 4 favourite that we all know, um, another comedian, very funny Canadian. And Richard Osman, the TV producer who Greg went through many, um, what shall we say, went through great pains to tell everyone that he is not a comedian, um, which was fun. Um, that is a series long joke really, it is yeah. a series long joke and that's about it in terms of the introductions to the people anything else to add about the contestants uh, no, just on Richard Osman it's funny that he's known not to be a comedian although he ends up being one of the uh, funniest contestants I would say mm. very clever uh, and actually I, I will say one of the tidbits so I, I was I, I googled you know how did they decide on the contestants how did they decide he's on the show and it's a mixture of um, they've got like a long list, you know, a long list of people they'd love to be on the show. I think Jack D is someone that they've mentioned they'd love to get on. Um, and so I think they have a long list that they that they ask. They've got um, like short lists of people who immediately like reply, obviously. Yeah. And they try to combine a good mixture of five people. They try to make the schedules work. And in particular, they like to find people who are on their way up. So not people who are on the bottom, um, because they need a bit of clout, they need you know a good name recognition. But equally, they don't want people who are bigger than the show. Okay. Um, which is quite nice. So, Absolutely. so I think, I think for the most part, except perhaps Richard Osman, who is I would say the most successful out of the four, possibly, in terms of his career. Um, I would say that that matches the brief in terms of people on the up. So yeah. Absolutely. So lovely. Um, Nathan, talk us through the tasks, please, and thank you. Okay. So. In this episode, like all episodes, there are five tasks, including the prize task, which opens the show. The prize task for the first episode of the series was for each of the contestants to bring in their most important document. The second task was, well, the semantics on this one will be very important, which we'll come on to, but this was to place three exercise balls on a yoga mat on top of a hill. What you make of the instruction is uh, up to you, as it was up to Richard Osman. Uh, the third task is they were given a homemade golf hole with a red, green. If you can tell from what I just did, I used inverted commas. So a green is where you put a golf ball and they had like a red carpet to do that. And the task was to throw a potato into the golf hole without touching the red, green. The final pre-recorded task was to get information from a Swedish person who was not allowed to communicate in English so there were questions and information they had to locate from him and the final task which was the on-stage task to complete the show was to pack for a holiday with obvious uh, hurdles hurdles yes I think that's the right word thank you did very you mention much. the prize task yeah the okay. important document cheers for listening I just I heard all five of them and I must have you know, short term memory kind of thing. It's absolutely fine. Um, thank you for that, Nathan. Yeah, That's absolutely. A good overview. Shall we crack on? Um, how would you like to do it? Shall I do some tidbits here and there? Shall yeah. We? Yeah. Do you want a tidbit? 
One Sean, always. Or two tidbits. Just the one. Just the one. Get us started. Get a feeling. Yeah. So, um, so I was talking about how they find the contestants, um, and now I'll talk about how they film the series. So this is about how they film the tasks, not how they film the studio show. So, it's filmed over a series of months. So it's filmed to make sure that it fits the the contestants calendars basically some of them will be away for months doing tours some of them will be here there and everywhere some of them do it in a block of a week some of them do, do it over a stretch of six months basically all tied together so sometimes you know you'll see someone doing it in the rain someone doing it at night someone doing it in the sun etc yeah. um and they just ask them to wear the same clothes so there's a bit of consistency okay. continuity um so you'll see, so i think they were so i don't know if they i can't remember like if they wear the exact same thing every week on the tasks or whether it's they record the bulk of the tasks in terms of the tasks for episode one they ask them to wear the same sort of thing ah, okay but i think that's why you see like in the future in the future uh, uh series people actually start wearing costumes so like phil wang yes which i'm sure we'll get to at some point um, so yeah, that's that's the tidbit. Um, I suppose I, it's kind of a two in one. Um, so when they're not filming, i.e., when they wait, so the contestants will wait for the task to be set up. You know, they'll go from one task to another. They'll wait for it to be set up. And there was a question: What do they do during the? You know, while they wait. And apparently, there's a green room in the little house. They go sit in. They get some tea, some coffee, and they don't know anything about the task until that thing is put in front of them. I want to do it. I think that's cool. I think, just imagine open like you don't know what you're walking into. You're waiting all day. Yeah, it, it, it's such an exciting concept. But they're in the green room for a few hours, and it's all sorts of random, random fun. Yeah. So Nathan, would you like to tell us your favourite task? Um, which one you would most like to do out of the five that you presented to us? Okay. So after the, watching this episode. The task that I'd like to do the most was to collect the specific pieces of information from a Swedish person who was unable to communicate in English. It's not the one that I'd technically like to do the most, but Catherine almost nailed it when she phoned her Danish friend and her Danish friend and Fred, the Swedish person, discussed together and she was able to translate because of a similarity in the languages. However, when she used to translate, uh, she used Google Translate to find out what lingon berries were, and then she realised that lingon berries were lingon berries. That is just a thing. I hadn't heard of lingon berries either. But once I saw that little clip, I was thinking, why haven't you just used Google Translate throughout? That was the perfect opportunity to literally pass the phone over, or speak in Swedish, or automatically translate to English, and carry on. The only downside to doing like that is. Well, it wouldn't be very funny for the TV show. You'd be in and out very quickly and you'd miss all the flirty banter that John Richardson and... Who was the other one who was uh, flirting with Fred? Oh, Doc Brown, of course. Oh, that was a lot of flirt. Absolutely. So I think watching that develop was probably the the task that I would like to have done the most because I think, well, I could almost have guaranteed the five points. So if we're going from a points perspective, that's the one I would like to have tried. What about yourself? Well, just before I jump into the one that I would have liked to have done, I'll just say that Catherine seems to be quite consistent with the way that she plays the game. So um, with the potato one, she realised that she could... Well, she started to broom away the green and then decided to carry on playing the game. She kind of puts the hurdles in front of herself. She she wants to play the game how the game is intended, bless her. Yeah, that's fine. Um, which, you know, fair enough. I quite like. 
um, which was my favourite one to watch. Uh, favourite one to do, sorry. My favourite one to do would have been the potato in the hole. Um, just looked fun. And the satisfying nature of getting it in the hole. Um, and I personally like loop holes. And so I would have probably tried to find a way of, you know, not touching the touching the red green. Um, I would have liked to have stolen something like like Richard. Um, I can't remember. The, I, I think we need to look up the actual word for word task. Um, I think it's did it, see, did it use the word touch without touching without yeah. touching. You know, I, I, I would like to Google the word touch and see what the definition is, um, because I mean. If if you touch someone with a glove, you still touch them, don't you? This so, is true. So technically, um, Richards was probably not kosher. Mm. Mm. So, but there you go. I I, I liked. It's funny because we talked about something very similar in the previous series about how you get to see people's psychoanalysis almost, and it's the same with this this one really kind of test the people's like cerebral thinking and it kind of gives you a flavor of what's to come in terms of that so yeah that was my fit that would have been my favorite one to do i think the potato one i would have quite oh. enjoyed that um and now nathan tell us which one you enjoyed watching the most please and thank you well the one i like to watch the most was the potato task it summed up for me the random brilliance of the show and it got serious to off to a blindingly good start not just because of the incredible result of the task, which we will, of course, touch on later, if you have a feeling in our favourite moment, but simply because it stripped them down to their most ridiculous, but also most ridiculed by missing simple things, like in the heat of the moment, like you just mentioned with Catherine, she starts sweeping the red-green. She's like, oh, I can drop the potato in the hall if I just carried on. Oh, no, I'm going to tie a string around it, come up with an elusive way of completing this task and try and throw the potato in and guide it with my string creating a brand new sport potato string it was brilliant it was exactly what taskmaster is as far as i'm concerned and it was genius and dreadful all rolled into one and that is what encapsulates taskmaster so for me that is the one i love to watch the most what was yours my favorite one was my favorite one was actually the swedish one um nice interchange between us there yeah i'd originally put down the potato one because the highlight of the show shall we say was in the potato moment however the potato one had ebbs and flows. Some of it was boring. Boring's too much, but it was, some of it was just standard uh, issue taskmaster kind of stuff. Yeah. Had had what happened not have happened, I think it would have been one of the tasks that gone by the wayside, in my opinion. Okay. Um. Uh. So therefore, my favourite one in terms of the consistent humour was the Swede. Um, because I don't think I think all five of them were funny to watch, um, from as you said, Doc Brown flirting to Catherine Ryan making up her own roles to Richard Osmond um, trying to work it out to John Richardson being really awkward to Joe Wilkinson just being hilarious. Um, I mean the bit where he he leans in and he really listens, he really listens, and you kind of think. Is he gonna? You know, he says something like "arslick," and, he, and he's like, like looking like, and then he looks up. No idea, and it's just—it's great. It is. I laughed. I laughed out loud at that. Properly funny. So yeah, the Swedish one was really fun to watch because um, they really struggled with it. 
sure. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was a good challenge. Um, shall I do some other tidbits before we move on to favorite our favourite moment. moment? Yeah, please. Okay, so I'm going to rip through these. So um, there's a question that get get asked get get asked a lot um, by our one reviewer, and also something that comes up quite a lot when you Google Taskmaster. Um, and that question is, do they keep the prizes? So we have just discovered something quite cool. So you might recognize a bit of a sound difference now, literally as I've stopped. Um, it's like a noise gate thing, which is quite exciting. So if the sound quality improves even more than it did in the first bit of this episode to last series, it's because we're really picking up some skills and tricks. Um, if it's any worse, then I will take full blame for it. Um, so I was just answering slash asking the question whether they keep the prizes or not, the contestants. And the general consensus is that yes, in inverted commas, they do. According to Alex, he's quite strict with it. He says that legally the, the prizes are there so they can take, the, they can take them away from, um, you know, and keep them for themselves. I think if someone brings in something particularly sentimental, they can have a bit of a a banter about it so if they bring in a wedding ring or something then perhaps they will um renege on on taking it home with them i am um, i read that apparently in the first series where josh widdicombe brought in a blank check frank skinner did actually write and did actually cash the check and, and then just return the money after um how true that is i don't know but there you go there's the tidbit um, do they keep the trophy? Yes, they keep the trophy. So the trophy, they get get made a new trophy every every series. Um, in the first series, Josh got a bowling trophy because they didn't know whether they were, they were going to be commissioned for a second series or not. Um, he has since been given a proper trophy. Um, so that's cool. I think he also still has the bowling trophy, which I kind of would have wanted to hold on to as well. 100%. It's the original. Um, so I hope they didn't take that away from him. Um, that's about it for tidbits. I mean, I've got a few more, but I can save them for later. I'm just going to add in, why would they have taken that away from him? Like, why would they go, to have this, we must have this pathetic fake bowling trophy that we gave you? Okay, perhaps I'll change that and say, I hope he's kept it. Okay, that's that's better. I'll yes. take that. Um, I've got a few more things. Should I save them for Yeah, I for think later? so. I think that's, that's Spread them out. Uh, stuck into a favourite moment, which I'm sure we both share. Yes, so Nathan, would you like to take it away and tell us your favourite moment, please, and thank you. Okay, I have a feeling that both me and Simon have the uh, exact same favourite moment from this episode, but maybe we'll look at it from different angles, as they did. And that favourite moment was Joe's, in inverted commas, failed attempt at throwing the potato into the, uh, the golf hole. I think this genuinely was an amazing start to the series. It just picked up exactly where it left off, if not improved massively. So many fantastic golden moments, but it would be disingenuous to not give this moment as the best moment of this episode and potentially of the show so far. Um, he throws the potato in at the first attempt and beats everyone's time comfortably with a time of roughly nine seconds. The scene was amazing. The crowd was cheering. It seemed genuinely impressive. Everyone in the studio was shocked. It was in awe. They were in awe of the moment. Joe himself was so delighted. And then the way they announced his uh, illegal throw was by zooming in ever so slightly three times onto the tiniest bit of his foot, which was touching the red green, was so demoralizing 
and it, it hurt deep down as a viewer to watch it because he he went from such joy to such despair in such a quick space of time and actually another reason why it was my favorite moment and it might not be something you remember but it's the first clip that you actually showed me of Taskmaster which uh, got me enticed into it I remember coming into your room and you telling me to watch this scene obviously I didn't know what the show was about and I come in and obviously I don't know what I'm about to watch and I watch this guy throw a potato into a hole what's going on here and obviously not suspecting that they that he's potentially um, gone against the rules by touching the red it so basically this scene just holds an even deeper meaning for me and look at where we are now running a Taskmaster podcast so as far as I'm concerned, this is definitely my favourite moment and I think I would like to hear your take on your favourite moment and presumably this moment. Yeah, I'm going to be a bit more specific though. Um, there's a there's an equally brilliant moment um, within that specific task and it's where um, Joe pleads and goes, please don't take this away from me. It was so sincere and mm. so real. You could see on his face that he he. So it was genuine. Like he really meant, please don't take this away from me. And it was the first time that he'd experienced this. And you can tell that because of all the things that happened prior to it. So I've watched, I've watched it a few times now and obviously watching it back more recently to make the notes on it. So when you watch back, um, you can see he's watching all the other entries quite smugly i don't know if that's a real word yeah rather be. smug shall we say knowing what's about to come knowing that his glory, his glory is about to come so greg said no one's just going to try and throw it in and some people didn't didn't work watching other people fumble etc and he sat there just like creasing waiting for this thing to come and likewise alex is also waiting for this thing to come but he, he's got a very good poker face i also suspect that, that greg knew what was coming I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, but you can see how much Alex can't wait to reveal this thing. He is giggling like a schoolgirl. It's brilliant. Can't I, and I've said that I wish I could go back in time to experience watching it again for the first time. Because I will never be able to replicate that feeling of just hilarity 100%. and brilliant. And um, I mean... Because there are other things, again, that when we watch this episode again, that you can enjoy from a different meaning yeah. or you didn't forget that happened, but you can't forget that. Yeah. You know what's coming yeah. and you can't... Yeah, I would love yeah. to do the same as you. Exactly. It was, a, it was an amazing moment. Um, it was an amazing moment for me to watch it for the first time. And actually, I vaguely remember showing it to you, Nathan, for the first time. And like it's kind of the same way that I knew it was coming, like Alex knew it was coming, that I was watching your face drop. It was great. Something I didn't talk about. Um, previously was um, just Catherine's little rant about this particular task where she goes, I, I just don't care where the ball goes. <laughs> and her and Greg completely agree. And they also, and then I think Greg says after Joe's thing, that was the most exciting sport that's ever happened or something like that, which was great. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's it really in terms of my favorite moment from um, this particular episode. Thank you for the extra detail. Sure. Any tidbits or anything, Nathan? Anything that you want to leave the audience with? Any other discussion points from anything? Yeah, I've got a few other things. Um, I don't have any tidbits or facts and stats, but you might have a few more. But uh, in terms of favourite moments, one of the... where we didn't actually choose the task to talk about was the balancing the ball on the hill. Uh, but two moments that I enjoyed from that. 
were was right at the end of John's attempt. Uh, just to confirm, a few people, four of the people attempted to take the ball all the way, the three balls all the way up the hill, watching them roll down the hill desperately and being disappointed. One of those people was John. And at the end of his running about like a lunatic to try and get all the balls balanced on top of the hill, uh, as Alex does at the end of each task, he says, thank you to the contestants. So he says, thank you, John, followed by fuck you, Alex. And it was just, it was beautiful. It was well delivered and really cutting uh, and a good insult. And the other thing was right at the start of the task, uh, sorry, the first prize task was John um, showing us his important document. And that was uh, a Guinness World Record of the highest comedy gig. Comedy gig. Thank you. And... Greg then asked, oh, were you worried or concerned about taking the balls up the mountain? Was it going to be difficult? Up the hill, was it going to be difficult? And John said, not if you've worked at altitude before. And again, it was just perfectly delivered and very funny. And it's those little moments that, that tickle you in the show. Anything uh, to add? Yeah, I agree with all of that. I think you watch the show for the for the immense highs. So the immense highs was like Joe's Joe, potato. Yeah. But also you do get to see these comedians at their wittiest, which is really great. Yeah. You know, they feel very natural together. hundred percent. It's great. Um, a few other things that I thought I'd add, um, in the same, in the same task, um, Nathan's currently laughing at me because as I mentioned previously, earlier on in the episode, we, we've recorded this episode twice now. This is the second running and I've, I've got my notes on a sheet of paper and like a buffoon, I crossed out all my notes in black marker pen. So I'm currently squinting to try and remember the notes um, and it looks like a madman. It's, it's just brilliant. It, it looks like it's been redacted, you know, when you send a letter to prison or something. Yes. Um, so yeah, so from what I could tell, I've said... Um, in regard to the ball up the hill task, mm-hmm. they brought in Susie Dent or Alex brought in Susie Dent to get the definition. And what I really liked was watching people's reactions when they realised what they could have done differently. So uh, it's the same for any task when they realise that there's something they've missed. Um, watching Richard do it and they're all like, oh, for God's sake. And it's the same with a few other tasks in a few uh, later series where there's actually clues telling them what they should do sort of thing. And mm. I love those sort of things. Do you want to confirm to our listeners what Richard did yeah, yeah, uh, good point. semantically to yeah, change yeah. the so, task. So the task, I can't remember the specific phrase. Did you have the specific I, phrase? I, I've got what uh, on the Taskmaster fandom page says, place three exercise balls on a yoga mat, comma, on top of a hill. Now, I am not a grammar expert. Yeah, that's fine. Nathan, you studied English. Language. English language. Linguistics. And linguistics. So would you like to explain um, Susie Dent's explanation of his interpretation of the task? Okay, well, I didn't get to see what exactly was on the on the task. But as far as Richard took it, he saw place three exercise balls on a yoga mat, comma, on top of a hill. So he took it to believe that the task was to place three exercise balls on a yoga mat. And that mat was on top of the hill. But he went up the hill, reclaimed the yoga mat and brought it down and then placed all three balls on it. Some would say this was against the spirit of the task. Others would say it was genius. Um, but uh, that was the semantics. So if you want, was it just that you enjoyed that? Moment? Yeah, I, I enjoyed that they brought Susie Dent in. You know, she's another well-known person within that world of, of celebrity. Um, Cast us countdown. Exactly. Um 
all I was going to ask Nathan was if they wanted to assure, if they wanted to make sure that that couldn't have been done, how would you have had to written the question, the task? Oh well, place three exercise balls on a yoga mat. The balls must stay at the top of the hill. Uh, you you'd have to confirm that the the mat must not be moved or tampered right. with in any so way. You, so you can't just move a comma. Yeah. And change the meaning. Uh, maybe if they t- I'm, I'm trying to think if they took the comma out. Um, oh, it's a bit tough. I, I'm being put on the spot and I'm not good <laughs> with grammar anyway. I did the English language, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, but I think just the way he took it apart. Yeah, yeah. Was... I think I personally think that is the spirit of Taskmaster. I yeah, think that's I, the whole I point. Agree more. Um, you know, you you have the fun because of that. So yeah, so that's that's my um, that's my take from. Um, that particular task. The other thing I was going to say is this episode was the one that made me a Taskmaster fan. So I'd watched series one, thought it was great. I, I like truly thought it was brilliant. But you know when you have those episodes where it's the one that gets you and it's the one that makes sure that you come back and watch another one and another one and another one. Like for me, Friends, for example, the episode that I... I'd watched a few episodes of Friends before, but the episode that made me come back for more was when Joey was trying to learn French. Um, it just really it just really tickled me, and it was like, right, I want to see how these characters progress, basically. And this was kind of the same, you know, I wanted to see where the tasks went, you know, or the, the highs and lows. So, yeah, it was the one that made me made me a fan. And also, it just put a smile on my face. Yeah. Like, it genuinely put a smile on my face. It put a smile on the face the first time. The first time, the first time I watched it, and it put a smile on my face again when I watched it. Like genuinely, like you know, sometimes you watch something that is funny, um, and you kind of smile or crack up for the benefit of the person you're watching it with. Like you add an element. Like it's not it's not a conscious thing you do, but it is something that I recognise when I'm with people. I laugh more. But in this one, like I properly laughed out loud, and I was by myself watching it. Um, so yeah, it really put a smile on my face. I've got some other tidbits, unless you've got anything else to add, Nate. I've got a few other discussion points, and then you can cap us off with your, mm, your sure. extra tidbits. I'm just going to say that I, I'm in the same position as you in terms of smiling. I remember, I think when we knew about to start, we start this second series podcast, so I'm watching the second series, I wasn't in a great mood that day, and that episode particularly just perked up my day, because it was just funny moments that, obviously I knew the potato moment was coming, but other things were just, just really, really funny. Uh, just a couple of other little things that I enjoyed from the show was Greg's uh, insult art with Doc when it was the potato task, calling him a shit Dalek, given his crutch funnel uh, item to try and uh, push the potato his, his into potato the potato shifting stick device thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, when it comes back to Joe's potato moment, I think Greg summed it up beautifully with unexpected genuinely harrowing moment that is what it felt like joe looked like he was about to open up on stage it was it was it was depressing but amazing amazing viewing i have i have almost no doubt that it was genuinely one of the best things he's ever done yeah like it's a funny line but i genuinely believe that he believes that like i remember i remember when i was in school and you'll remember nathan in the toilets in high school this is for anyone who who didn't go to king david high school it's going to be basically irrelevant but i remember I'd finished a Lucozade bottle and I took it in with me to the toilets and I kind of um, rugby punted it and it landed perfectly standing up in one of the urinals and no one was there to see it. Wow. And I was gutted. I was like, I didn't film it. No one saw it. No one believes that it happened. Never do it again. Never. I could never, ever, 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 like even a million times I could do it. Never. It would never land that again. 
and it, I can fully, fully, like, um, resonate with Joe's feeling there. Hundred percent. Uh, I can imagine that. Um, and final thoughts that I have were with the Swedish Swedish task, and they both come about when trying to find out Fred's father's job. The first one was exactly what you said, which was Joe when he leaned forward. The scene was. He leaned forward, asks again what the dad's job is, responds with something that sounded like arse licking, and I think he said, as you said, yeah, no chance. Like, just got no idea, despite the fact that you think, oh, maybe he's going to get it, maybe he will. No idea. Um, but my favourite moment from that was Doc asking Fred for the, his father's job, and Fred started stroking his hand on the table, which, to be fair to Doc, is slightly confusing. For other people, he did it in midair which is meant to convey his father being a painter and decorator. But on the table, it looked like croupier, which is what Doc suggested. For those of you who don't know, a croupier is someone who deals cards at a casino. And if you rewatch the scene, I, th I think when I first watched it, I didn't know what croupier meant, or I wasn't, I just didn't get the comment. And then Doc obviously regretted saying croupier when he rewatched it, because it's like, oh, why, why is that my first thought when he's stroking a table? Croupier. I just thought it was brilliant and a lovely little Did he say something like he has to, like, change his life choices or something? Yes, I think that was exactly what he said. Yeah. Change his life choices if croupier was his first guess. It was just very funny and a nice little sweet moment. Yeah, um, but that is it from me. Simon, please can you take it away with the final tidbits of this first episode? Yeah, I'm going to run, th run through these quick. Um, so the first thing is that... Greg's, Greg uh, thinks Alex looks, looks like a pipe cleaner. I thought it was just a lovely little thing. And I, I actually agree. I understand what he's saying. He does look like a pipe cleaner. Um, another thing to say is that um, Taskmaster has now been picked up by Channel 4 officially. They've been commissioned to do six more series. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, it's exciting. But it's the same, it's the same thing as when you find a band before everyone else and you're busy telling everyone how amazing it how amazing it is and then they get into the mainstream and everyone's like oh my god have you heard this band you're like i told you about them years ago i you know i was this number one fan and everything and also yeah because it feels like it's my thing taskmaster i understand and the other thing is that as we as we alluded to before they have up-and-coming comedians and i suppose my fear would be that they up the caliber slightly and i would be worried that the show kind of relies on the celebrities a bit too much. Mm -hmm. um, but it's Channel 4, so hopefully they'll get the right vibe. Um, the, you know, the majority of the comedians are big Channel 4 patrons anyway. Yes. Um, so we shall see. I, I, I look forward to it. You know, if it means they get a bigger budget and get to do more exciting things, then great. Um, the next thing to bring up, actually, is this the final thing? Yes, it is. The final thing, as I mentioned earlier on again, is that there are international versions versions of the show. Mm. So it's got international, baby. Um, I think there's an American one, which is also called Taskmaster. And I think Alex is the same character. I think he actually is in the American one. Ah. Um, but I'll go through the non-English speaking ones. There are three as far as I'm aware. So there's one in Spain, which is called Dijo y Hejo. Did I pronounce that right? Great pronunciation. Thank you very much. Nathan's studying Spanish at the moment, so my pronunciation is uh, lovely. I'm pleased about that. Um, and dijo y hejo means said and done. Said and done. Um, the Danish, aka Denmark, is called Stormaster, which means Grandmaster. And the Norwegian one is Kogen, sorry, Kongen Bafala, which means the King Commands. 
Great. And I think that's a nice little way to finish. Get the pun? I did the Scandinavian, I did Danish, Norway, then it's a nice way to finish. Ah, very good. I actually completely missed that. I'm, I was just hovering with my jaw <laughs> open like, wait, what? What's the pun? That was so, very good. Thank you very much. So that leaves us to say thank you very much for listening. Oh, second task, Nathan. Do you have an actual task for them to do this week? This episode? Um, Did you come up with one last time? No, I didn't. No? So I'm You had a full day? I had a full... Oh, yeah, because we filmed this yesterday and now we're filming it again. And still, at this point, I don't have a task apart from the one we set at the start, which was to listen to the first series. So Yeah, but it's already listened to the first series. Okay, so just Simon. That's fine. All anyway, right. thank you very much for joining. And I'm going to leave it there because Simon's embarrassed me now. So uh, that's all I've got to say. Good, thank you for listening, and we'll see you in another episode. Yeah. Yeah.